Armenia. Hello, Mr. Ramayan. Greetings. Welcome to the sunny world of Bali. <laughs> <laughs> I can't show you uh, the 40 de minus 40 degree Yorkton because I'm in a basement with no windows. <laughs> You gotta come out to Bali. You'll never leave. Oh, uh, well, the, supposedly I won't be able to get there. The G20 said that uh, not unvaxxed people can't travel between countries. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, I did. Jeez, I should get there soon. Yeah, all right. So you're in Bali, and how long are you gonna stay there? Not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Is your team there? Nope, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. I'm trying to roll. I'm trying to roll. Wrap everybody to come here as I do. Uh, uh huh. Well, I, I, I'd be open to an invitation. Would you? Oh yeah. I would love you to come here. I would totally love to extend an invite to you. Actually, there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. One of them is these guys called the Universe, and I'm going to send you them. They're building a new DAO called the Universe. And they're using the 508. So they're using the religious exemption in the United States to be able to create a wrapper, to be able to support all organizations being able to live their own values and do their own thing under religious exemption. They've already created all the architecture for it. They're helping DAOs be able to build under that exemption to be able to fulfill their true dharmic purpose. They're brilliant, an amazing legal team. And they're putting on a six-week incubator with thought leaders from all the different DAOs around the world, bringing them together and bringing light leaders together for these different DAOs. It's happening at the end of March. So I think, you know, you being there for that could be like the critical confluence moment, bringing in the inflow, like that could be a moment where the inflow is now used to be able to organize and help self-organize a lot of these DAOs. And like, this could be the moment that we've been looking for. So I'll send you all the info about it and, okay. you know, check, check in with your system and see how it lands. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. so what did you think of the eight map I sent you today? I liked it. I mean, is it? Let me just put it up here. A good one. The strategy map. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Where the heck did it go? Why does Why doesn't Zoom have actual folder system on their backgrounds? Like something as yeah. simple as something as simple as that, and they're like such a sophisticated company, but you've got like a, a hundred little backgrounds here. And um, anyway, another one of my complaints about yeah i think one of the reasons that i really liked it is because also the background that you used i feel like was really good background i think sometimes where it, it jumbles me is when you use a picture as a background with people and what happens is that the visual field between the cards and the actual background gets really confused where i think you using an image background using a primary color it reminds me of like activities and it's cool, but it actually allows the cards and it allows the concepts to still have foreground. And I think as general as a general design strategy, this is good. So you're saying this is good as opposed to just as opposed to using a picture of somebody like us, you know. And I, I get what you're trying to do with that, but it creates visually confusion in the field where I don't really resonate. I don't really look at the cards, and I, the concepts become harder to pull out because there's so much engaging me with the picture. Where this. The background is cool, but it doesn't take away necessarily from the actual cards and the my readability of it. So, so are you talking kind of about the the images I sent you with your picture on it? Yeah, I like them. It's cool, but I I wouldn't particularly use those because of the legibility of the actual cards. Where I want to draw more about the cards. So, 
in general, your maps that don't have people images in the background are stronger. Like, yeah, like these. Okay. I, I guess I, I put the pictures on for, for the people specifically to sort of try to engage the, you know, you like this, your yeah, which I like. I'm just wondering if we can have like a box for them in the corner or if we can have something that doesn't take away from the visual engagement of the map. Okay. Just a small suggestion, but something I noticed over over time because you, you've been and I've been working with you for a long time. Yeah, is these maps are generally more engaging to me because I'm okay. now focused on the concept inside of a beautiful landscape. Okay, well you, you should have just said that. I would have made you a new set of, uh, or you send me the pictures that you want. Cool. If you if you send me eight pictures, each one for each one of them, I'll redo them and send them to you. Mm -hmm. And then if you actually. Three days ago, I, I spent an hour, maybe two hours, and I did all of these value systems. I did them all, and I, I don't know. It's it's it's. Uh, do you know there's eight original cells? Did you know that that when when we're created, there's these eight original cells, and they're the only cells that don't get recreated. So there's like eight original right. cells. I think they grow into our archetypes. I think they actually grow into the side parts of ourselves. And so that's each cool. one of these maps is sort of representing each one of those. I like that mythos. That's cool. I was thinking as well, like, I think we need to do a card set for principles. Uh, I think that's what's been missing. Like, it just it dawned on me the other day. I'm like, values are amorphous principles of the tangible application of values into form. And I feel like they're the specific. I think each value needs a set of eight principles. Holy shit, that's 800 principles. <laughs> okay, I'll get on it. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty easy to bang out. Like, what are some of, you know, I don't think it'll be, I think we can just write a bunch out. Like, what are the eight principles of integrity? Like, you already have the trust map. Like, you know, yeah. like, you took that trust, you took that value, and you broke it out into a map, which looked at the eight facets of trust, which right. now you can create spectrums from, and now that becomes an actual usable thing. I think with, with the trust map is an example of what we need to look at with the, the love map, the compassion map, the, you know, what are the primary values and how do we actually deepen? Because I noticed what happens is we have a concept and a value and then people don't necessarily know how to engage with it. Yes, we can have a conversation around it, but in order to take that deeper and actually have a practical organizational or personal application, it needs principal architectures. It needs that. Well, I think you're right. You're right. I mean, we've talked about this before, but you're right. We have. It doesn't need to do all at once, but I mean, maybe start with the first most primary eight values. What are like the most important eight values? Maybe, you know, that we can look at breaking down. Well, you know, when also remember, I, I did do that, not quite with principles, but I broke down the values of the SKC and I gave them levels. Remember? I remember that. Those were good. That was the first time you did that. That's that's the starting point of this. I remember you did that and you could kind of move up or down. Yeah. Because that's the same. It's not quite the same thing, but it's 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 again a a refinement of what that value is and where you're at with it. Because so, you're right. Because this the language layer is, is like it is a language layer. It is useful, but it's still too amorphous or or absolute. amorphous, especially because it's English. If it's Sanskrit, it's less amorphous, right? And this is something we've talked about with Jeffrey because that word has such a deep embedded contextual layer behind that language layer. That, you know, its meaning carries through time, where English hasn't very well, traditionally. So the language layer, at least in the field, if we're looking at when I say a word, it pulls open information in the field, it's just all over the fucking place. Yeah. Right? Well, and Sanskrit is, I think, probably a lot more specific, right? I mean, it's it's a, 
a higher language of light, I think, than the English is. Um, Way more. Yeah. So what's going on with creation? Like, where's where are you at with the, the whole platform? Oh, it's coming along. It's coming along um, better than it ever has. We actually have a demo of the platform now. Um, the platform's actually running. You can create a profile. You can create a space. You know, it pulls open the whole space. It's architected. Like, the actual platform is coming together. We have all of our membership levels now. We've just, this week, built the NFT contract. So now each different membership becomes an NFT. We're looking at the discourse plugin and looking at the voting plugin. So we have, the platform's actually coming together now, which is really exciting. You know, it's really started to move out of conceptual reality into, like, something that, you know, in the next three, four weeks, we'll be able to have an actual production demo in our hands. Is it is it ready for testing or not quite there? No, probably end of Jan. Because do you know what, did I, I tell you what happened in uh, TikTok again? I, uh, you know, I had my first, my first account went down, right? It was just starting to get a bit of traction. First time I was actually getting a few views there. And so yeah. I just, and then I don't know what the algorithm, I was sort of like it very low numbers. And then I did something that has now thir almost 30,000 views and quite a lot of discussion. And then I, it was, at the end of it, I put a call out for Planetary Guardians. And then I have nine people out of 20, yeah. out of 20 almost 30,000 views, nine people have, have, have said, have answered the email. I put an email in there and they cool. actually contacted me. So it's a beginning. That is a beginning. It's actually, you know, that's not bad for that view count. You, you may think it's, you know, it's actually not that bad, that conversion rate. Um, but I was hoping, you know, I now I want to take them through the process. You know, I don't want to, I always overwhelm them with the stupid maps at the beginning, right? And, yeah. So I want to build a real process, right? Or a process of entry into something and have a vetting process. Because I think the key is making teams. Like to, to really have a, a platform that brings the right people together to work together. Um, you know, I know that's kind of different from, let's say, starting with a creator. I guess it's kind of like starting with me as a creator. But starting with the creator that then has a, a support mechanism from all their fans or whoever supports them versus a platform that is actually helping people to come together to make teams. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's how I see Planetary Guardians going, but I don't know how that's going to fit with what you have. Are you sort of um, formulating it all with Planetary Guardians? Am I formulating with Planetary Guardians? No. no. <laughs> like the, like the, that would be a no. <laughs> um, I will send you this, though. Um, and let's see, I think what I've looked at is the game architecture for creation itself. Like what is the game of creation, right? For any community and what is the architecture for how we would up level in a game and how we would play the game of creation. Um, I think this is where we can align because this is probably where, how would this work for Planetary Guardians? Planetary Guardians is an example of this game of creation could be a great way to start. So I'm gonna share this with do you. I, do I have to make you a host? Uh, yes. Okay. 
So I've gone into like the game. Who are the user types? Creator, family, friend, fan, follower. What are the different access levels given to the different levels? So you can call these names whatever you want. I don't really care. I'm just, these are the names I've given them, but you can just look at them as access tiers and access levels. Okay. And what are the things that unlock when you have different access levels? So right now, each one of the NFTs represents different access levels. The more you play in the game, the more you unlock access levels, which unlocks capacity within the game, right? That's a great way to do it. Right. And then um, what is it? Subscribe to earn, participate to earn, you know, um, what is the progression? So I join a community, I access it, you know, post sharing, commenting, connect, propose projects, join projects, join pods, earn community points from your gifts and skills, earn rewards, level up, build friendships through collaboration. Um, you know, what is the requirements for a game? We need a system from app leveling someone to follower to family or stage one to stage five system for empowering ownership of the community to the users system to earn based on your gifts and skills, a system for recruiting a global score across communities and a local level inside of your specific community, a method for displaying and showcasing one achievement within community and a clear feedback loop, a method of gamification to retain users on streaks of participation. So it's like every day, if you participate, you compound. So it really makes sure that people are on daily, right? Streaks have been a really powerful way that games have been doing it. Um, a clear method of understanding what percentage goes into the creator and what parts goes into the community wallet. So how do you make sure that creators are not just giving everything away, that by building this, they're actually supported, but that the community also has funds to participate. And that's one of the innovations of creation. Nobody else has done this that I've seen. It's built a custom multi-sig wallet that splits funds between the creator and the community, mm. right? Um, and that's something really unique with us. Um, clear understanding of roles and permissions across the different categories, including who can set boundaries and roles and approve them. We've done a lot of this work. Uh, ease of setting these permissions per NFT. We've done a lot of that work. Ease of purchasing and interaction with minimal Web3 knowledge. This is huge because we don't want people to have to think so much about wallets. You know, we want them to be able to just, oh, I can just use this and buy it, right? Uh, ease of interfacing with existing projects and change to support their NFTs being used as access to the community. So, you know, anybody with an NFT project around the world should just be able to plug in. They don't have to necessarily create on our platform. It should be Web3 should be plug and play, right? Um, and ease of payout redemption for anybody who wants to cash out their position. So we're looking at Syndicate Fi and we're looking at some of these other solutions which are able to connect DAOs to be able to cash out to your bank. Um, so these are some of the things that we're looking at. We need a bounty system, we need an XP game system, subscription membership system, job system, governance system, distribution system, invite system, revenue capture, and essentially the banking system. So these are some of the systems that we'll need to be able to fulfill upon these uh, game requirements. Then we looked at what actions do we incentivize? Okay, I add somebody. Okay, somebody moves from a fan to a friend or you move somebody up levels. Okay, I share something. Okay, I complete a bounty. Okay, I post, you know, I take Planetary Guardians post and I post it on Facebook 20 times. I should get some bounty. Okay, I create a caravan. Okay, I subscribe. I donate. I create an NFT. I attend a course. I attend a live. My comment got X likes. My post got X upvotes. I attended an event. I created an event. I voted. A vote passed. I had affiliate sales. So these are some of the actions right. that once you take, give certain up levels within the game. So we have to figure out what is the incentive layer for different actions. Um, and then, yeah, I go into the philosophy. So what is the game of cooperation versus the game of dominion? What is the game of ownership, which is really important because the World Economic Forum is saying nobody needs to own anything. We're going to, you know, remove ownership from the world. And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> like the great thing about blockchain is you can actually demarcate ownership again. You can share ownership. So what's the game of ownership? What's the game of stewardship? What's the game of impact? What's the game of influence? These are all games that we're playing essentially mm. as a society. And so we're like, what what methodologies are we using to understand these games? 
that we're playing and how do we look at the different things within our platform and looking at how they play these games. Um, yeah, I think this is a lot of the doc. And then I looked at our token utility, some of the things that it can do. And then I took, these are just notes from me and my conversation with Marciano because he's such a prolific game designer. I just took a whole bunch of notes. So mm. that's where I'm at right now. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, did you see the, do you see the, remember I, I did a bit of a connection between the systems and the synergy wheel? I remember, let me, let me just stop sharing screen. I'm just going to lie. Oh, you're already invited to this, bro. Yeah, no, I, I have seen it. I've gone through it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and my first thing was I was looking at, I can't see, because um, the government system right at nine, job system at three, bounty system at six. Yeah. Um, banking system at two. Yeah. Um, I put the XP game system at seven. That would be the direct sort of like experience points for playing the game, right? Um, mm -hmm. Invite system at eight. Mm-hmm. Um, subscription membership system at five and the revenue capture system at four. Mm -hmm. those were kind yeah, of so actually the, the bounties could be at four because bounties are kind of activities, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking that the bounties are done by your relationships, right? Like people are going to be doing, like, I guess it could be either one. Like, I guess bounties, yeah. like are bounties internal or external? You're putting it to the whole community or is it to your internal system? would be both right? to the whole community one um also i was thinking relationships could be synergies um it's called a synergy wheel right um and one of the things about our platform is that we map synergies so your profile your gifts your skills we map them to what the community's needs are and that's how we actually connect where the jobs and activities are going to be so i was thinking maybe relationships could be there as synergies okay and then distribution system was kind of like it could be at eight or it was almost outside the system because the distribution system almost seemed to be something outside, right, of the, yeah. of the platform in a sense. Anyway, that was my first go at, at looking at the integration with the Synergy map. Uh, for anyone wa uh, wondering what we're talking about, maybe I'll put that up here. Um, um, I really like that map, by the way. I think this is what we need. So uh, we need to take that and put that now in this document, the game of creation. Like, okay. um, like let's now, like let's. This is how we interface. Like this is the perfect way to interface. Is that like, okay? Great. You took what I did. You put it in the inflow. I take that, put it back in the document. Now our whole team has that as a reference. The more we can do this exact thing, the more our systems are going to align. Okay. Okay, and you can. Um... And again, like those eight interfaces for the inflow, which I sent you, right? Um, maybe we can put them. I don't know if they all match, but, you know, I think the... Well, I think the Planetary Guardian scorecard, we got to look at that scorecard you created. Remember that? And like, let's take that scorecard and bring that here and see how does that scorecard map to the system? What needs to be adjusted to it? Because that could be something really useful as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because essentially you created a point score system for bounties and activities. I mean, you were mapping yeah. this way before any of us, right? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me just write that down. Um, Valley in March. Yeah, that would, I probably, that's good because it gives me uh, enough time to finish here or get, get it close. I mean, I'm still working on the manual, right? So the getting close to having that done, well, close. But. The bounty system, can you can you describe that a little bit more? 
Uh, sure. So the bounties are the community now has a treasury, right, uh, of funds. Not only its own token, but also actual stablecoin because it's been raising money through subscriptions, right? So planetary guardians can have a monthly subscription to people who are in the ecosystem. They receive tools, they receive, you know, monthly stuff from the new paradigm toolkit. And so we're talking about subscribe to earn, which has never been thought of before. Right now it's one way. It's I subscribe, I receive your content at the end. Subscribe to earn says I subscribe, but every time I give money monthly, I'm not just getting really cool content. I'm actually getting ownership in this DAO where I can actually now earn. So I'm paying 20 bucks a month for the new paradigm toolkit. I can actually earn a hundred a month just by being a coach or by earning bounties. So it's like, it changes the perception of I'm just giving into I'm actively almost investing into this community that's actually feeding back to me. And that's the paradigm shift we're trying to bring. So what bounties are is that the community owners say, Hey, these are the tasks we need to get done. You know, a bounty could be share this post 10 times and be able to earn X. The bounty can be, uh, I want you to be able some, I need somebody to be able to do, who's amazing at copywriting to be able to do and create this manual for me. Somebody in the community says, hey, I'm the best. And 30 people submit and you can go be like, yeah, this is the best person. I submit that and they get a bounty. So it's wow. basically like jobs. A bounty is essentially a job. It can be either at eight or marketing, or it can be at a, any one of those levels that you set essentially a bounty for, for completion. So it's a reward system for doing work. Exactly, it's a reward system. Uh, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, I mean, that's that's the big missing element, I think, in in real community life, right? Is having a fair share of exchanges for the work for your labor that you do. So many people are doing work for nothing, and so many people are making huge amounts of money for maybe doing nothing, right? So, to have something that's fair or at least um, equitable, you know. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Like, yeah, when I when I went through it, I thought, holy cow, that's a, um, it's getting much closer, right? It's it's yeah, we're getting closer, man. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for you to actually see the platform demo. Um, how soon yeah. before that, or probably two three weeks. Mm. I know people are going to go for Christmas and do the thing, but we're getting closer. We're getting closer by the day, man. It's just. You know, our burn rates almost run out. We've had to cut the whole team back. Like it's been, you know, you know how it is. It's just like, this is the journey. Yeah. <sighs> you got like, our, our, oh man, it's so funny. Eh? You're just on the edge. Just on the edge. Always on the edge, right? Of always on the edge, man. I just look forward to the day we're not always on the edge. I really do. I think it's coming soon though. I really feel, I really feel this upcoming year is the year of breakthrough. I feel it. I feel it's going to be the breakthrough financially. I feel it's going to be through an abundance to the DAOs, like it just feels like the year, bro. I can feel it. Like the confluence of people, the level of collective understanding there is around the DAOs. Like we're not the only ones holding this, man. Like, you know, I remember feeling so alone like five, six years ago, being like, there's nobody else thinking SKC. There's nobody else thinking Nexus. Like when we were mapping this out, I mean, fuck, it was so far beyond what people were even conceiving. And now other people are inviting me to their DAO gatherings. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> you know? Well, it, and it's funny because it's at the same time the central bank digital currencies are coming in, right? I mean, they're, they're basically, it looks like they're going to come in, what, 2025? And yeah. they're pushing it forward now, so. We got to be prepped, man. We got to have our shit ready. Yeah. I mean, if we don't do it now, it's going to be too late, I think. So. It's going to be too late. That's why I've got such urgency, bro, because I know I see the macro systems. Like I know the fuckery that they're playing to try to 
discredit crypto and FTX and the whole media narrative. They're trying to plant this whole thing to get the world to distrust it so they can put their own fucking crypto in. Fuck those guys. Yeah. And yeah, I'll say that on recording because I actually fucking believe that. Yeah. No, not happening, man. Well, but I mean, that, what gives me hope is that there's enough, there's a critical mass awakening. Mm-hmm. There really is. I'm really feeling the critical mass awakening. Like people are, you know, even people like Andrew Tate, like, you know, say whatever you want about him, like guys helping wake people up as far as I'm seeing it. And, you know, saying shit like it is and being like, fuck you guys. Like, this is how we're going to say it. Like, you know, and, you know, people like Musk, as much as I don't agree with him, like on a lot of things, like I think people are just becoming more aware of the fact that there is a cabal running shit and that this cabal running shit is really stewarding this global narrative in a certain way. And more people that wake up to that and are powerful voices in the mainstream, like the more other mainstream ordinary people are going to wake up and be like, no, 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 no. We're going to participate inside of a new system. And so we get to be the spear point that's not just talking about it, but actually doing something about it. Mm. Well, I think the, from what I get, the Canadian truckers were like the, the huge catalyst of, of force that, at least for me, inspired me thinking that there are a lot of Canadians, there are a lot of people. There are. See what's going on. No, they're a big. On. They're a big percentage now. I mean, I, I think you know, even 20 percent of a population is huge. That's it's big it, numbers. Well, especially if it's committed, right? Like, I mean, the, mm-hmm. the big difference is the people in between. They're they're they, they just go either way. They, they they're not really. They have no will of their own. And then you've got the, the people trying to enforce the oppression mechanisms, hiding as the good guys. And then mm-hmm. you've got all the, you know, awake, conscious people who know exactly what's going on. And and I think it's time to get organized, right? And I think it's, I think what you're doing, and I guess what I'm doing is, is it, it's coming at the right time. I mean, 10 years ago, it wouldn't have worked. You know, 15 years ago, it wouldn't have worked. Um, yeah. People weren't ready. People weren't ready at all. They weren't. They really weren't. Okay, so what? Uh, a next step is okay. So you want the? I'll redo those values maps. Um, I suggest for you to, if if like it's a powerful experience to go through that and create your own value systems at all those levels. I mean, it might be too much. I don't know. I'll I'll do this for you, and then uh, why don't we just go back and forth from that in terms of just ask for what you want and I'll. I'll get it done. Like it's time to merge the systems in terms of the documentation. So it is. And I think as soon as I have a bit of a demo, I'll get it to you. Um, you know, this is super MVP, so don't expect too much, but I think it'll be a good starting point for us to look at. And okay, if this is the game system now and it's mapped to the inflow, how does that? Holy shit. Bird really wanted to get in. Okay, that's a game system and it's mapped to the inflow. You know, that may be the primary reference map then again. You know, like I think us finding, keep keep, keep finding those primary references. Um, I think the last thing is that we're going to be building a, the Creation DAO Council now. So we're looking at who are the best creators, thought leaders, systems architects, people that we want to be able to pull together as a council to be able to birth this DAO. Uh, because Creation is now going to become a DAO. So I think having you at the table as one of the leaders in that process and us looking at how we use the inflow to start organizing some of that is something that I want to put together. Shaq is also going to be helping lead that from a community lens. So um, putting it in your field that that's coming. There's okay. also um, there's also um, incentives with that. So every single person who participates in the DAO is also, and who helps lead, we're going to be 
making one of the owners of the DAO. So you'll be one of the owners of the DAO. And I think, you know, having a bit more on pre-prep on, on our side, you being obviously internal, where you're looking at how we're organizing this council, because that council, I think, is going to be what really births this DAO. Okay. Is that going to be like 12 people? Is that... I'm thinking it needs to be a bit more than 12 people. 20? Potentially 20. Yeah. So we should look at what the what the sacred number looks like. That's a good good start, good starting point. I'd suggest 20 because I it always came through. Remember I said that when the 20 come together, that's when this thing's going to go. Yeah. Um, I think the 20 felt right in my body when you said it. So I think 20 is good. Okay. Okay. Well, that's exciting. It's, it's, uh, it's very exciting. I'm, uh, I'd be honored to participate and, and you have my full support and Thanks, um, I, I'd love to come to Bali. I think that, that sounds. Thanks, I do. I think it'd be great to have you here. So I'll send you all the information around that event. Um, the Dow Council and the Universe, take a look into them. I'll just, I'll forward you all their decks. I think you're going to get super excited on multiple levels seeing that, okay, somebody's actually doing this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I've been, uh, Stuck in the valley waiting here a while for the other people to show up. <laughs> okay, well, great to chat with you. Um, good to see you. Uh, we should talk more often, I think, as we often I think say. That's true, as we often say. But I think this is good. I mean, you know my time zone now. You know, um, this is the time zone I'm in. So it kind of has to be after four or five o'clock your time. Um, so just know that if you message me in that kind of window as well, and I message you in that window, that's generally when I'll be available um, to talk. Okay. Okay. Great to see you. Okay. Take care, brother.